Hey, welcome to Trail Trials, the video review section of iRunFar.com. My name is Travis Lyles, and in this video, we're going to take a look at the Saucony, or Saucony, Peregrine 11. Let's kick off by talking about the specs here. Saucony Peregrine in a men's size 9 comes in at just at 10 ounces, 10.0. We have a 4mm drop from heel to toe, 27 at the heel, 23 at the toe, pretty luggy, moderately cushioned, good upper. This is just like a trail shoe, like classic trail shoe. Let's talk about it. Well, let's start at the outsole here. And as you can see from this view down, pretty substantial lugs. They're not overly crazy lugs like a football cleat or something, but they are angled, very toothy, and quite a few of them. This shoe really excels on soft ground. Uh, it excels on wet, mud, places where you need grip. This does well. This is a power track is the name of the rubber compound here. And I think in general, really good middle tackiness, middle longevity type of rubber compound here. Some older versions of the Peregrine, I felt like the lugs were maybe built too much for longevity, which meant they were slicker and harder types of rubber. This is a little bit softer rubber and you'll see I can kind of move these around that does really nice across a lot of different surfaces uh, without being overly aggressive while still being aggressive enough to tackle a lot of soft stuff. From a lug standpoint, you can see lots and lots of lugs on here, very kind of cleat design, though again, medium-ish profile on that cleat. Forward-facing lugs, rear-facing lugs, full rubber outsole so that there's not any openings where you're going to be getting stuff poked into it and foam is going to come off, something you see in the industry quite a bit now. With the exception of these holes here, and these holes just show off the rock plate. What's underneath here is a fabric plate, and you can see it when you, when you look through here versus being plastic. It's like nylon thread all really tightly woven together to provide that rock plate. So what you get out of that is it's not overly rigid so it's a fairly flexible shoe it's not as flexible as the nine which you could actually fold in half uh, but it does have a rock plate it does have protection and i think even the ruggedest of terrain this is a shoe that you can count on that's not going to overly fatigue your foot but it's also not a tank like shoe so it's not going to provide total protection but definitely a good amount of protection the other thing i'll highlight here that's interesting are these little holes or these little round circles all over the shoe these were introduced in the Mad River TR, which is a, another trail shoe from Saucony. These are for putting screws in your shoes in the wintertime. So sheet metal screws, this gives you a guide for where to push those into. I think just an interesting little touch for giving you a, a shoe that really works in a lot of different conditions and even in ones that it doesn't, it's giving you a template of how to use those on slick conditions. Moving over to the midsole here, we have probably a little bit more of a traditional foam midsole. This is Saucony's Powertrack midsole and Powertrack's been around for a handful of years so it's not some new fangled nitrogen gas injected type of midsole. It is very much a traditional type of foam but it's been around for a little bit. It's got nice spring, it's got good durability, it lasts a while, again provides some protection, doesn't feel too spongy. Definitely a, a mid kind of cushion foam here. Not too soft, not too hard. Uh, and it is a single density foam all the way around the shoe. This is a neutral shoe. And again, with about a four millimeter drop. The only thing I will call out here on midsole is in here inside of the shoe, you can get a view a little bit of this kind of styrofoamy looking foam. 
And this is actually the PowerTrack Plus by Saucony. So this is their higher end foam. This is a layer that exists on top of the midsole. So it gives a little bit of extra cushion, a little bit of extra bounce to your foot for fatigue, for springiness, but it's not the entire midsole. So it's kind of a combo, a little bit of best of both worlds, if you will, providing some of that new age foam that's highly resilient and highly springy, but maybe that's not as good of an application for the trail. They give you a little bit here on the midsole, adds to some comfort. So let's talk a little bit about the upper. You'll note that this is a much more streamlined upper. And in fact, for a comparison's sake, let me pull in last version here. And you can see lots of overlays, big rubbery stuff here, all along the midsole, lots of overlays, lots of stuff going on uh, on, on this upper in the Saucony Peregrine 10. Fast forward to the 11, and you'll see a much more simplified upper. So yes, there's still some plastic overlays. In fact, the heel is, is fairly similar. But if you start working your way up into really about mid heel all the way up to the toe, there's a much more streamlined look. It is a booty type of construction. This is a, a mesh that is just all the way across the shoe, but overall a much more simplified upper, which I think adds to breathability. It adds to less complexity. It adds to less rigid upper uh, that I felt like in that past shoe almost felt a little stiff when I would wear it because there was just so much overlay. You get a little more loose feeling, but still locked in. And in fact, if you kind of look in this section right here, you can see a little bit of a strapping going on here. And that strap is connecting these eyelets in the middle part of the shoe with the midsole. And you're gonna have that on both sides of the shoe kind of right here around the logo. And that's gonna provide that wrap and that anchors right into these mid eyelets here. So a really good fit for an upper. The think the difference is maybe from a classic Peregrine, it's a little more approachable, a little less athletic. The old Peregrines were much more, I think, narrow. Uh, this gives you a little more room to breathe in your foot and a little more breathing also just because it's a, it's a more airy upper. From a toe box standpoint, I touch on this just a little bit, but there is some overlays here. It's not an overly hard toe box, but it's some of that laminated material that wraps around the toe. Of course, the outsole brings up here, gives you some good sturdiness at the front to keep you from kicking some things. In the back from a heel cup standpoint, it's fairly soft up top all the way until we hit about this line here where you can almost see the plastic on the outside of the shoe and that's actually going to be your cutoff line for where the heel cup starts so it does have a molded heel cup in the back uh, so it doesn't fold down totally it's not super super flexible but flexible up top for where your achilles is at gives you some padding and some cushioning and then if we transition just a little bit more to the inside you can see a bit of that booty that's going to happen effectively here from about two eyelets from the top and it's gonna go down most of the way inside the shoe. It's gonna give you some protection and seamless fit around these midsole straps while providing a little bit of dust and dirt and debris from being able to just fall directly in into the shoe. It's not fully gusseted, so it's not like a full booty type of feel, but for the most part, it keeps all the threads from being on you. It keeps a little more smooth fit inside of the shoe. In closing, I think one of the things that separates this is what I said in the intro. This is a classic definition to me of a trail shoe. It does a lot of things just right without any extra fluff. 
And I think in today's industry, that's a fairly interesting take. There's no carbon plate in here. It's not maximum cushion. It's not meant for downhill running. It doesn't have hyper aggressive specific lugs. It doesn't have a rocker. It's just a trail shoe. And I think that's like fairly refreshing and a piece of the market that's not being really concentrated on much right now. Everything kind of is a specific shoe and this fits a nice middle ground for a lot of stuff. It probably leans more towards minimal, I think, than most shoes, but there's enough cushioning there for long distance. There's enough tread there for a variety of conditions from dirt road to mud. You have an upper that breathes pretty well. You've got foam that, while not the most advanced foam on the market, is plenty for a long time on your feet. There's protection with a rock plate. It's a good fitting upper. It feels good going downhill and uphill. There's no mechanical things in here to make this shoe work for you, but it also doesn't work against you. It fits this middle ground of just working. And the price is fairly indicative of the fact that it lacks, in a good way I think, some of those higher end features. It's $120. That's not pocket change. But in today's trail running shoe market, there's not much cheaper than that unless you get into some of the lesser, almost just road shoes that are given a gray color and they say trail shoe. And Saucony's put some effort into this. This shoe had a weird hiatus there for a little bit where in some of the earlier versions, it was really specific about what it does. It was kind of a lightweight, fast, shorter heel to toe drop kind of a shoe that was built for trail running. And it had a very specific following. And then it hit some middle ground there and it had a couple of years where it sort of wavered back and forth. In the last couple iterations, you've seen it swing back towards that initial model of being a trail running shoe that's kind of light, kind of fast, kind of luggy, and really serves a large market and also a large variety of conditions. And Saucony, I think, has finally made this their shoe. This is their go-to shoe. When you look on their website, there's three different versions of this shoe specifically. This is the standard Peregrine 11. There's an 11 ST, which is really long lugs. There's a GTX version, which is Gore-Tex for waterproof and, and warmth. And then there's even some really interesting colorways that they're having fun with. It's not just a bland shoe. So whether that's this 90s look, there's a shoe that looks very much like an old school track flat, all the way to some collaborations that they're having with other companies. And while that doesn't necessarily change the performance of the shoe, it shows that there's an investment and it shows that they're pointing people towards this shoe. And I think the timing's right. The market is, I think, ripe for just the trail shoe, a shoe that can really do a lot for you, that can really cover a lot of distance, cover a lot of ground, is modern in its heel to toe drop, is modern in some of the foam that it uses, but it's not so modern that it's $200. It's not so modern that it, it's for only a specific type of running. Really excellent middle ground. So, questions, comments, feedback on the Peregrine, versions that you love that have disappeared, leave those below. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.